helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. There are certain things all good parents warn their children about. Don't take candy from strangers. Don't stick a fork in an electric socket. And yeah, don't run with scissors. See, although populated with old men and women, Congress has shown itself to be full of, well, overgrown children. And no, I'm not simply talking about Mr. Fetterman. At least they act like children. Self-centered, impatient, always blaming someone else for their mistakes. These are the characteristics of children, or at least those who act like children. So why do we let these supposed public servants metaphorically run around with scissors? So if Congress and the administration are acting like a group of spoiled children, whose fault is it? The children or those who raised them? Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. I'm glad you could join me today. Although, it, you may have looked at the title and think we're going to spend time poking fun at, uh, at politicians. Really, there's a very difficult message in here, and that is we have these politicians because of the way we've raised them, the, w- the way we've trained them as to how they can get elected. In other words... A lot of this is still our fault. Now, that may be a bitter pill to swallow, but it holds the seed of our redemption. Because if we help make this mess, that means we can help fix this mess. It starts by taking responsibility for our actions. Responsibility for the way we've trained our politicians, how they can get their job, how they can keep their job, and what it will really take for them to lose their job. Now, there are plenty of childish actions that we've seen in Congress over the years. Um, This one, though, this one's special. When I was a child and we attended public school, every so often we would have a a fire drill. It was always planned, right? The, The teachers usually knew about it, and it was to practice what to do in the case of a fire. And the one thing, the one thing you were warned about is you never pulled the fire alarm unless there was an actual emergency. It got to the point now where where those little, uh, you know, fire alarms actually have a marking ink. So whoever pulls them gets marked and they put them in a lot of places because guess what? It's a great way to disrupt things, right? You know, and you'd have some bratty kid in school who was angry about something, and what would he do? He'd pull the fire alarm and evacuate the school. I've heard of it used to avoid tests, to avoid gym class, to avoid just about anything. Well, we have another example of an overgrown child pulling a fire alarm, in this case, to avoid a vote. Now, I'm going to talk a bit in a minute about the the what the vote was in this whole um you know financial catastrophe we're dealing with but i want to start out looking at the actions of representative um was it jamal bowman see as the house was preparing to vote on an a continuing resolution an emergency stopgap whatever name and euphemism you want to do he pulled the fire alarm 
Now, I've heard a lot of ridiculous excuses. I mean, I'd, I've heard three-year-olds that came up with better excuses than what I've heard related to this. He pulled the firearm alarm, and the only logical conclusion is he did so to prevent a vote. Now, eventually, the House did vote for this package, and I said, I want to talk about that in a minute. But I have a question. Okay. Here you have a, an individual interfering with a governmental act. This is a person interfering with the meeting and work of Congress. In this case, the House of Representatives. Now, I've been told for two and a half, two and three quarter years that this is a federal crime. Interfering with the, the a governmental uh, pr process is a federal crime. Do you know what I haven't heard yet? I haven't heard one person. Well, let me rephrase that. I haven't heard one serious person, call. I should say serious, one, uh, one person with the authority to do something actually call for Mr. Uh, uh, Bowman's arrest. Now, I, I, there are there are those that are talking about um, impeaching him, but I want you to understand this. I want you to picture this and, and, and recognize what we're seeing. You have a man who didn't want the vote to go forward, and apparently, and pulled a fire. And by the way, there's video evidence of him pulling a fire alarm. Now, understand this. He one of the things he said is that. Well, he was confused that that he thought the, the, the alarm was was an unlock for the for the doors. Okay, I've been in, in buildings and, and areas with, with security where in order to open the door you had to swipe a badge or you had to uh, push a button whether you're going in or out. I, I've seen that okay. But you see there's a sign right there on the door, right next to the fire alarm that there's video evidence of, of uh, Mr. Bowman pulling. Nice sign that says, emergency exit only. So this wasn't a door he should be going out normally. But it also says right there on the door, push until alarm sounds. Three seconds. Door will unlock in 30 seconds. So what'd you pull the fire alarm for? By the way, that alarm, that fire alarm, which has a an almost universally adopted look, that's a fire alarm, not a not a door exit. In other words, we have science designed a third grader can understand this, but apparently that was too difficult for Mr. Mr. Bowman. Now, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez rose to Mr. Bowman's defense. Investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, there he is uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked. And there was a sign that he said he was, I think someone said it was confusing. I I'll be honest, it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. Have you talked to him? What's going on? There? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's, there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. 
the exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He so pulled a fire alarm. So, so I want you to to consider this for a moment. She admits the Democrats are trying to stop the vote. She's talking about a government shutdown. There's a vote clock running. And uh, I'm not sure about what this, you know, doors that are normally opened are, are, are suddenly closed. This is not a door that apparently is normally open. Maybe it is, maybe it is, I don't know. It clearly has a sign that says emergency exit only. Uh, Mr. Bowman, what's the emergency? Is the emergency that I have to do whatever I can to stop the vote? And there's a, a sign, it says right there, pull in case of fire. It doesn't say pull in an attempt to exit. But again, Ms. Cortesia Cortez, she's building up to this to this defense of, of Mr. Bowman. I'm I'm what I am here to say is that House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive and he's fully participating and saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans. I, I'm sorry, this is we're now adding into the congressional equivalent of the dog ate my homework. OK, yes, he was regardless of why he did something wrong. OK, he's dealing with Capitol Police. He's dealing with this. I know of no situation, none, other than an actual fire or an actual emergency where pulling a fire alarm is considered acceptable practice, where there's not some censure or sanction for that. But she goes, oh, oh no, okay, in the middle of this, it's not me, it's those dirty, rotten, evil Republicans. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel before there, before there has even been conversations that are, that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. Okay. Is there a political motive behind that? Why? Probably just like the one that's where she claimed that she had to go running and hiding under her desk for fear of her life because there were people in the building, there were people in the Capitol while she was actually in the executive office building next door. Um, I mean, if this is not the pot calling the kettle black, I, I don't know what is. This is the same Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who've been going after those who demonstrated on the, on the lawn on January 6th. Some of them peacefully entered the building. None of them pulled the fire alarm to stop the... Uh, uh, the the meeting of Congress, maybe they've learned something from Mr. Bowman. And the next time you want to stop Congress from doing something, all you have to do is get into the Capitol and pull a fire alarm. And for every time we, we hear about, you know, Republicans pounce, you know, something went out and they were, how about, you know, we're, what we're seeing here, she's pouncing on the fact that Republicans said, this is unacceptable behavior. I mean, how long should we wait before we start, people start investigating whether or not he should be censured or expelled or impeached? Apparently, because he's a Democrat longer than, than this. But what they did do, while they did that, what they did not do was to commit to the same when George Santos was actually found guilty after a thorough investigation of 13 federal charges. He's indicted on everything from wire fraud to actual lying. Did you catch the switch there? Oh, this was a good show game. This was, this was sleight of hand like you wouldn't believe. She claims that Mr. Santos has been found guilty because he's been indicted. 
been found guilty in these investigations, and he's been indicted. I I'm sorry, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez, but basic civics in the United States, you're innocent until proven guilty. You're not guilty because some investigation says you are. You're not guilty because a grand jury indicts you. You're guilty when you're tried by a jury of your peers. But listen to the rest of this. Of, of House investigators, and they have been buddying up and giggling with him on the House floor, and they are protecting someone who has lied to the American people, lied to the United States House of Representatives, lied to congressional investigators, but they're fire, uh, filing a motion of, to expel a member who, in a moment of panic, was trying to escape a vestibule? Give me a break. You don't deserve a break. All right, let's face it. If lying to Congress, if lying to the American people were a crime, Pretty much everyone in Congress would be in handcuffs. Ma'am, do I remind you of Eric Holder that was held in contempt of Congress for lying before Congress? Or, or Hillary Clinton? Or Anthony Fauci? Or, or what's her name from the CDC? How about the 51 intelligence uh, analysts, uh, officers that lied about the Hunter Biden laptop? You don't deserve a break. What you deserve... It, you know, and again, is there a political component to the, uh, 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 the, the call for censure and expelling? Probably. That's the nature. That's kind of the way things are, right? But to stand there, to sit there on CNN and claim, oh, he was panicked. Bullcrap. There's no evidence of panic. There's nothing to be panicked. The only thing he was afraid of is that the, they're actually going to vote on this horrendous piece of legislation that they actually voted on. And just to wrap this little stink bomb up, this little dirty diaper, Merrick Garland had a, a, the, the gall to say that there was only one rule for Republicans and, 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 and Democrats. There's not a separate rule for Democrats. Then where is the investigation and charges of disrupting Congress being filed against Mr. Bowman? Because I'm, you spent so much time and effort going after people who disagree with the Democrats that 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 uh, uh, wanted to petition Congress to suspend the vote because of fraudulent electors. You were all set to go after them. You're willing to chase them down all across the country. But you have a congressman, a member of Congress, that acts in such a childish manner. Where's the investigation to that? Where's the, 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 the charges? Where is the, where, where's the raid on Mr. Bowman's home to find out, you know, evidence about why he did this? There isn't any. And there isn't going to be any. At best, we might get a, a, a resolution censuring Mr. Bowman. We may even get one to expel Mr. Bowman. But I live here in Tennessee. I live outside of Nashville. And I'll tell you what, if Nashville history is any guide, should they expel Mr. Bowman? I wouldn't be at all surprised if the people that he represents puts him right back in office because, well, he was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to stop a vote. And if it's a vote we do not want to have, well, we're fully within our rights to do whatever criminal activity we need to in order to prevent such a vote. At least that seems to be the way things work nowadays when you're a childish congressman or congresswoman. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever, whatever 
ends you need to justify your means doesn't matter. We'll just go ahead and do it. And then we'll whine and complain and we'll blame those dirty, rotten Republicans. The Republicans ate our homework. There's a meme I'd like to see somebody put together. Now, I've got some more, you know, dirty diapers out of D.C., but uh, I have to take a break. I, I hope you'll head over to the website, constitutionstudy.com, find out what's going on, sign up for a, one of my mailing lists, or donate to the cause. Hey, check out the Patriots program or the boot camp. You can find it all there at constitutionstudy.com. And, oh, yeah, ask a question. I'm still looking for questions that I can answer here on the radio. Just hit the Ask a Question button and, and uh, fill out the form. Now, I don't know about you, but man, I get to the end of some of these days and I am dragging. Uh, my brain's a fog. And I have a hard time focusing and, and getting work done. I found something that works really, really well. It boosts, I can boost my short-term focus and my long-term brain power. And so can you. With what? With healthy cells, focus and recall vitamins. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, vitamins. Not sugar, not caffeine, not chemicals, vitamins. Uh, you, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off Focus and Recall or any of the products in your first order at Healthy Cell. You can find all the details at americaoutloud.shop. But please go to healthycell.com and use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. That, that, that's how you get your discount. Again, go to healthycell.com, put your card together. Focus and Recall is great, but they've got a lot of great products to try. Use the code OUTLOUD at checkout and you'll get 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. 
Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. And, well, today we're talking about government actors running with scissors. We're talking about the dirty diapers out of D.C. We're talking about the childish actions that we see over and over and over again. I'm sure there aren't many Congress. They're, they're probably not very happy with me calling them overgrown children, but that's exactly how they act. I'm Mr. Fetterman, we've been calling an overgrown child basically since he was elected. The man dresses like a, I don't know, like a, like a lazy teenage punk or something and, and has, you know, mentally, I mean, the poor man had a stroke. I, I don't begrudge him, you know, not wanting to wear a suit and tie. I don't particularly like wearing a suit and tie either. But then again, when I had to wear one to, for work, I did. I don't begrudge him wanting to wear, you know, shorts and, and hoodies and whatnot. I like to wear, I wear cargo pants and t-shirts, but I don't do it at work. I don't do it when I'm meeting people. And, and this, this whole thing became kind of a brouhaha with the, the, um, the fact that they had to put into the rules, and official rules, a dress code. Now, listen, adults would understand. I didn't need a dress code to know that when I show up at a meeting, I should be dressed as good or one step better than whoever I'm meeting with. I didn't need a rule to establish that. I just needed to know what was my, the expectation of, of how I should dress. And, and, and the Senate had one. They had this unofficial rule. Men wear suits, suits and ties. Um, but again, you know, one man decided he wasn't going to follow it. And then the majority, the majority leader, one of the, the most senior people in, in, as far as time and service in the Senate, basically said, we're going to drop that rule because I got one of my, one of my members, that, one of my caucus that can't dress properly. Doesn't that sound like a child? I don't want to wear a uniform, so I'm going to show up whatever I want. Kind of what I expect from Fetterman. He's an overgrown child. And even though Mr. Schumer is, 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 I'm certainly not a fan of him, I expected better. Yeah, I, I did. I truly did expect better. But then again, why should I? And then let's look at this. So the, over the weekend, of course, it was all the scare was the, the impending shutdown. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to shut down the country. Well, baloney. You never shut down the country. First of all, the country is not the government of the United States. We can shut down the government, we're not shutting down the country. Second of all, they never actually shut down the government. They simply shut down the, well, non-essential parts of the government, which tells me we've got a lot of bloated waste in the government because there's a lot of stuff they can shut down that they say they don't really need. And of course, there's all this fear mongering that leads to an, uh, the, the last minute, you know, it's... It's like the child that refuses to do, has six months to do a book report and waits till the last night to pull an all-nighter to get it through. That's Congress. That's the way Congress works. 
They've known since January that they had they had to do these appropriations bills. They knew that this fiscal year ended September 30th. They knew this, and still they waited to the last minute so they could play a game of chicken to see what they could get through in these ridiculous continuing resolutions. Now, why do they do it? Because there's not one of them that pays any significant price for doing so. You know what I think? I think we should set a deadline 30 days before a, 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 the, the end of the fiscal year that all appropriations uh, uh, bills must be completed within 30 days before the end of the fiscal year. And for every day they do not do, every day after 30 days, every member of the House and Senate loses all their pay, all their allowances, all their benefits from that 30 days before until they actually pass an appropriations legislation. In fact, I'd say we outlaw continuing resolutions. I'd love to see that. They're, send me to Congress. That's There's a bill for you. Outlaw continuing resolutions, and now these people have to pay. I mean, you don't get, not only do you not get paid, you don't get paid, you don't get any bonuses, you don't have any office space, you don't have any car service, nothing. You don't frank a, a letter until you do this job. Because if you're going to act like spoiled brats, you need a spanking. And well, I doubt someone's going to walk up there and, you know, I don't know, maybe someone would like it. A good spanking, what they need is a fiscal spanking. These people have been, uh, they've been spending our lunch money like crazy and they never held accountable for their, their childish behavior. So again, over the weekend, they passed a, a they called it a 45-day, a, a stopgap. Bull crap. It's a it's another continuing resolution. It's just a short one, 45 days. And who on God's green earth believes we're not going to go through this whole thing again in a month and a half? I certainly don't, because these spoiled brat children have not learned their lesson. What they have learned is they can they can stomp their feet and, and throw a temper tantrum and eventually get their way. Well, for example, there's an accusation that uh, in order to get the 45-day stopgap, Speaker McCarthy made a little behind-the-scenes side deal with Democrats to get the, 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 resolution, the continuing resolution through the House. Well, guess what? There's at least one Republican who's kind of pissed, or at least says he's kind of pissed. So, uh, Representative Gates is now... I guess he's filed a motion to vacate the chair, basically saying Speaker McCarthy's not acting like Speaker, so we, you know, it's time to to throw to have another vote for Speaker. Now, listen, I I I I don't know the the thoughts behind Mr. Getz. I can't claim to to read his mind, but yeah, if he has evidence that um, Speaker McCarthy has not done his part of the job, right? Now again. He's not the only person. You've got the rest of the Republicans. You've got Democrats. But if he's making backroom deals in order to get this through, yeah, it's time to remove him. And uh, we'll see what comes of it. Uh, are these accusations, is there any evidence behind these accusations? Uh, because apparently what happened was the, uh, the Republicans would not vote for the CR if it had Ukrainian funding, funding for the Ukrainian war in it. So the, the supposed deal was 
listen, uh, let's we'll drop it the Ukrainian war funding from the CR, and we'll have another vote for that. Um, you know, we'll we'll vote for it, and and we'll get it through uh, shortly thereafter. Listen, if he did that, and if he did that behind the back of his caucus, if he did that in secret, yeah, I I probably want to see him go as well. To me, I think there's a lot of details that still need to be uh, to be worked out. And um, again, tell me this doesn't look like like kindergarten run amok. I, I keep waiting for Arnold Schwarzenegger to come in. Remember kindergarten cop? For him to come in and just roar and scream. Shut up! Oh, that feels better. And of course, it's not just Congress that pulls these stupid shenanigans. How long has the Biden administration, I mean, like, like again, like two-year-olds, they think the world's all going to end in fire because, well, somebody, actually, I think they think it. I'm not even sure they believe this nonsense anymore because it's been proven wrong over and over and over again. But they believe, they say, well, listen, we've tried to convince the people to get off of these, these gas appliances, and they don't do it. They keep driving their cars. They keep flying their airplanes with us. They, they keep putting up. It's terrible. We're going to have to stop them. So they're going to they're, they're do their version of taking the ball and going home, except they're not taking their ball. They're stealing yours. They don't want you to have that these gas appliances, so they're going to steal your toys so that you can't play with them. I mean, that's basically that seems to be the attitude. See, they've already, they've gone after what? Uh, you had gas cook stops. They had, they had incandescent bulbs. They had toilets that worked. They had dishwashers and washing machines that worked. They've, 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 they're going after uh, gas cooktops, uh, gasoline-powered cars, gas lawnmowers. Um, you know, now what they're saying, gas furnaces. Now, okay, listen, if you live in, in, in one of the northern climates where it's cold, you need a furnace in the winter that works, not one that's going to work until, well, the grid falls down on its knees. And they have no legal authority. There's no legal authority for the, the Department of Energy to even exist, much less decide it's going to set standards for green, for gas furnaces, because they don't want you run using these things. But they keep doing it. Why? Well, because like idiot parents, we keep letting them get away with it. For example, listen to this back and forth between uh, uh, Representative uh, Daryl Issa and uh, Jennifer Granholm, who's the, the Secretary of the Department of Energy. And yet your department is calling for the elimination of these products, not for a standard uh, of higher efficiency, but elimination. Can you explain why you're calling for these products to be eliminated? Sir, we're not causing, causing any projects to be eliminated. We're not calling for any products to be eliminated. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, the, uh, the products that are listed as, as to, to be gotten rid of, let me just make sure I get it right. I'm, I apologize if, if, if you've missed uh, the reports the last few days of the phase out uh, or the elimination of ceiling fans and so on. You know nothing no, about this? What we do is provide for efficiency for those products. We never call for the elimination of the product. Well, but if, if your efficiency request exceed the, uh, the current technology, then they go away. 
no, we don't we don't call for them to be delimited. We just make it impossible for people to actually manufacture and manufacture them based on these artificial efficiency standards that have no basis in law or science. But you see, we 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 don't want them. So we're gonna it it, it you're playing a game. What was it? Calvin and Hobbes didn't they have a, a game where the rules kept changing, and we just kept changing the rules until we got the outcome that we wanted. That's what we're seeing here. If I can't, if we can't legislate them out of existence, we will regulate them out of existence. If we can't do that, we'll try to get the courts to to judiciate them out of existence. This is the act of a of a spoiled brat. I can't get my way, so I, I don't have the legal authority to do it. But I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep poking. You know my. My neighbor, I'm going to keep jabbing the kid next to me in the seat. I'm going to do everything I can just to get this, to, to make this nonsense happen. You know what they're talking about, uh, including in these restrictions? In other words, setting efficiency levels so high, they make them eff effectively uh, impossible to make. Uh, dedicated purpose pool pumps, direct heating equipment, walk-in coolers and freezers, commercial refrig uh, refrigeration equipment, consumer water heaters, dishwashers, automatic commercial ice makers, ceiling fan light kits, commercial industrial pumps, dehumidifiers, electric motors, furnace fans, refrigerated bottled and or canning vending machines, uh, water source commercial heat pumps, commercial boiler, I'm sorry, consumer boilers, ceiling fans, consumer furnaces, portable electric spas, fans and blowers, miscellaneous gas products, metal halide lamp fixtures, air cleaners, fluorescent lamp ballast, residential conventional cooking products, residential non-weatherized gas furnace and mobile home gas furnace, commercial water heating equipment, consumer refrigeration, refrigerator freezers and freezers, commercial clothes washers, clothes dryers, microwave ovens, distribution transformers, single pack package vertical air conditioning and heat pump, computer room air conditioners, dedicated purpose pool pump motors, three-phase small commercial package air conditioning and heating equipment with a cooling capacity of less than 65,000 BTU, small electric motors, and general service lamps. In other words, we don't like them, so we're going to regulate them out of existence. Well, it's kind of like what they've done with the motor vehicles. The, the funny thing is, you know, they keep trying to, to find regulations that will destroy the, the pickup truck and the SUV market, and they haven't been able to do it. Because people like their SUVs and they like their their pumps, and I'm, you know what, I'm, I think it's about time the American people just tell the the uh, um, uh, President Biden no. But Paul, it's the law. No, it's not the law. These are regulations. These are not laws. Do you know why I know they're not laws? Because they didn't go through Congress. All power for making laws, legislative power is vested in Congress, not in the executive branch. The Department of Energy has no legal authority anyway. There's nothing about regulating energy in the Constitution. So it's not a power delegated to the United States. But, Paul, these are sold in interstate commerce. You're not regulating commerce. You're regulating the products in Congress. This whole thing is a sham. And we've let these spoiled brat children get their way for so long, they think they have the power to do these things. It's like the child. You know, first they say they don't want to eat their peas, and they get away with it. And then they don't want to eat their 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 dinner, and they get away with it. And then all they want to eat is, you know, pizza and chicken fingers for uh, three meals a day, and they get away with it. And it goes on and on and on to the point where they get they think they're going to walk into mom and dad and say, hey, mom, dad, make me this now or else. I'm going to call child family services. 
That's where we are here. These are overgrown children, and they need the overgrown equivalent of a spanking. And the answer is, we just say no. We, you know, we the people just say no. We, we teach our states. They don't have to listen to this nonsense. The answer is no. We, we teach the, our, our governors and our, our, le- our state legislatures and our, our county officials and our sheriffs to say no. No, 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 no. I don't need the Supreme Court to tell me this. My answer is no. And simply refuse to comply. But you see, we won't do that because the vast majority of Americans are more interested in the donkeys and the elephants than the Constitution of the United States. They are more interested in letting these spoiled brat children get their way when they want to get, when it's what they want is what you want, than they are in actually having a grown-up adult conversation about the legal powers of the federal government. Ladies and gentlemen, these spoiled brats are our fault because we, as a people, have have spoiled them rotten. We've letting them get away with this nonsense, and we refuse to actually punish them. Well, it's about time for a couple of switches to come out, metaphorically speaking, and start dealing with this problem. Now, I have some more items I want to talk about on the other side of the break. Before I go, though, you know, I stop by AmericaOutloud.news every day for news and information, and I think you should, too. But do more than that. Become Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Find the, the articles, the podcasts, the, the stories, the videos, things that are important, things that move you, and share them. Show them to other people. It doesn't matter how far, just that you share them, because that will help secure the blessings of liberty. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula 
with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. Yes, today we're talking about, well, basically our government actors running with scissors. You know, the type of thing you tell children not to do, but they want to do anyway. Well, when you act like a child, you got to be treated like a child. And that includes, you know, not, well, running with scissors, not spending money we don't have, not playing these stupid games. Now, I've covered a lot of stuff today, but I have a few, well, we'll call them just uh, add-on items, things that, that uh, I think are worth looking at. For example, there's been a, a trial uh, dealing with the disbarment of a former attorney of uh, Mr. Trump, of John Eastman. And some very interesting things have popped up. For example, uh, a retired DOD analyst, uh, Ray uh, Blehar, I think it's how it's pronounced, he testified that in looking at the Pennsylvania election, he found that between 280 and 300,000 votes were laundered through the electronic tabulation machines. Now, as he was looking at the 2020 elections, he said it, it, some, something is not right. So he started looking at things like the video clips showing poll workers not allowed to watch a tabulation. Or the, the county in Michigan where they stopped counting ballots overnight in certain key counties, a, a violation, by the way, of state law. So this and other abnormalities led him to uh, uh, actually go through and do a study in which he found some, well, some things. He said the, the tabulation anomalies in Pennsylvania were not a matter of chance and are almost certainly the result of systemic vote shifting. See, after looking at some of the data, he, he, took, uh, um, he took a study that had 220 votes that he said were switched from Trump to Biden and uh, he compared that with exit polling, and he found, eh, guess what? There's evidence that this stuff shifted, that the, that the tallies were, were shifted. This ongoing controversy, and again, I know people just say, well, you just, you're an election denier. I'm not denying that an election happened. I'm saying there's more and more evidence that it was stolen. Now, why is that important? Well, just like the, the kid who, who wants to change the rules in order to win, will do anything to win, you know, the one that, that, uh, um, that, that steps out of bounds but says he wasn't or, or calls uh, balls as strikes, anything to win. That's kind of the way a bunch of these doddering fools, that these, these old children seem to have been acting lately. And again, we still, you know, the, the election is just uh, one of them, the, the election. How about this? How about the, the American Library Association? Now, again, when I was a kid, especially when I was, when we lived in New York City, the library was a safe place to be. My mother would take my sister and I, we'd go down to the public library, and she'd let us loose. We would go through the stacks of books and, and looking for books. And, well, I don't know that I would trust any child in a library today when I find out that the president of the American Library Association said the organization is helping to develop legislation to combat child pornography. I'm sorry, to combat attempts to remove child pornography from schools. Yeah, they simply, they refer to them as sexually explicit books. This, ladies and gentlemen, is, is child pornography. 
See, the Library Association is defending what's called the Right to Read Act, which was introduced by uh, uh, Senator uh, Jack Reed and Representative uh, Raul Grivalia. I'm sorry, I mispronounced it. Grijalva. I no, I didn't get that right, but it's best I can do. And it claims to ensure that students get access to culturally diverse and diverse and inclusive materials. What well, with just one problem? See, the the bill is specifically designed to stop these efforts to prevent sexually explicit books from being in schools. Again, child pornography. Let's stop with the euphemisms, right? These are not simply sexually explicit books. If they are a, if you're talking about sex acts between children, that is child pornography. If these are books targeted at children, that is child pornography. But yet we have not only do we have the the these congressmen, but we have the American Library Association doing all they can to prevent parents and, and states and, and school districts from keeping child pornography out of the school library. I don't know how to react to that one. I really don't. Um, part of me looks at this like the mark of Cain. This is something so evil that, to me, libraries now are, should be off limits to any child. Because they apparently promote the the uh, the, the spread of the the distribution of child pornography. We're talking about members of Congress, both House and Senate. Senate that you know they they claim they're talking about culturally diverse and inclusive materials. And again, I have less of an issue about culturally diverse and inclusive issues. I'd like to learn about other cultures, and I think doing so in school would be great. Inclusive. Depends on how you define inclusive. But if you're talking about sexually explicit books, these doddering idiots on Capitol Hill are promoting the distribution of child pornography. They might as well be, you know, that, that high school kid that had the penthouse and the hustler magazines and he would sell them at school or he'd share them with his friends at school. That's what these people are doing. It's sick. It's perverted, and it kind of tells you the state of, well, so much of Congress at this point that uh, such a concept of defending the distribution of child pornography in schools is to be introduced, to tolerated. Again, if they were simply saying, you know, culturally diverse, you have to allow all races and, 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 uh, and, and sexes, fine. Inclusive materials. Well, hey, if I, you know, you want to include information about different, different cultures in, in in different parts of the world, that's fine. When you're talking about including sexually books that cannot be read on the floor of either House or Senate because they are they'd be banned for pornography. That cannot be read in front of a school board because it's it's porn pornographic. Promoting that, yeah, this is. This is what 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 is uh, considered uh, the the purpose of Congress now is to protect the child pornographers. Now, I don't know about you. How safe do you feel having a child in school, knowing that the librarian in your school is probably a member of the American Library Association, 
and associated with the district with people helping distribute child pornography. And uh, looking at this now at the city of New York City, how many of you remember the bodega clerk who was charged with murder after stabbing an attacker in self-defense? That's right. This clerk, Jose Alba, um, was attacked in his bodega by a a man threatening his life, and he stabbed him in self-defense. And the, I won't use that language, the district attorney of Manhattan had the vindictive, the petulant, the bully's aspect of charging the bodega clerk for defending his life, charging him with murder. Now, what's interesting is that same clerk is now suing District Attorney Bragg. Now, what's interesting is you know this this guy he spent uh, days on Rikers Island in 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 lockup um, because Mr. Bragg didn't like the fact that he the person he happened to kill well was part of his gang. I don't mean a gang in the traditionalist. It was a person of color. But you see, this is the type of of bullying we've seen in schools. The schools run amok. Another reason why my daughter was never in public schools, because of this bullying. Here, I don't like what you did, so I'm going to bully you. I don't care about the law. I'm going to bully you. And yet, he keeps getting elected time after time after time. Is it because people are afraid to challenge him? Or is it because we are just neglecting parents, unwilling to see the true evil in the eyes of our employees? And to me, that's really the point. See, when I see bad behavior in children, I assume, I know, much of it has to do with how the parents are dealing with it. And I'm saying that the, that, uh, uh, the parents aren't are, are perfect, that, that, that there aren't children that just have, well, let's just say, tendencies towards evil. But when I see parents ignoring the the violence and damage being done by their children, you know when when uh, you know when when Johnny um, beats up Stevie and gets sent to detention, and parents come in and say, "How dare you detain poor little Johnny? He would never do anything wrong." When he's caught red red handed stealing or harassing people, and the parents come to the child's defense, never realizing the evil in their heart. The parents are part of the problem. Well, in this metaphor, the American people are the parents. We should see the evil in the heart of an of an Alvin Bragg or um or or how about the Biden administration? How about this this congressman uh, Bowman who, in order to prevent a vote, was willing to break the law? And when we see this and go, well, that's okay. He was just, he was scared. He was confused. He was, he was panicking. Therefore, let him get away with it. That's why we have evil in Congress. That's why our government is literally run amok, our federal government. Because all the times and all the evil that was done in the name of the American people by these people who claim to represent us, went unpunished, 
unchallenged, unquestioned. We encouraged it. See, there's, there's an understanding in politics, what you, what you subsidize, you get more of. What you tax, you get less of. You subsidize evil. You're going to get more evil. You, you subsidize uh, uh, a disparate justice system. You're going to get more disparate justice system. When you punish those who defend themselves, whether it be from a, a, a fight in a bodega or from an attempt to uh, uh, question uh, fraudulent electors in presidential elections, when you tax that, when you punish that, you're going to get less of it. Now, here's the thing I think most people don't quite grasp. See, we look at these elections and say, what can I do? What can one vote do? Little. But you're more than just one vote. You're a voice. I tell you every day in this program to share this information. Do you? Or, or do, you, do you share the information about the bad behavior of your employees in Congress? In, 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 the, in, the, in, in government, the, the representatives, the, the, the executive, do you share that information or do you simply go ho-hum, there's nothing going to matter, and let them get away with it? All it takes for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing. And the men and women of this country have been doing nothing for decades. And we're reaping what we've sown. We've taught these politicians, these elected idiots, that if you promise us goodies, we don't care what you do. If you attack our political opponents, we don't care. You, you can get away with anything as long as you're against the bad guy. The bad guy being whoever the other party seems to have nominated. We, we say, you can do anything. You can lie. You can cheat. You can steal. As long as you keep this person out of the White House. Or out of Congress, or out of the governor's seat. We have encouraged this situation. We are the bad parents. And just like, you know, you don't raise a child for decades teaching them that they can get away with evil and have them suddenly magically change overnight, America's not changing overnight. But America is never going to change until the American people wake up. Start disciplining our children. Start giving, start, start spanking the people in Congress who f break their oath. What? How? By not voting for them again. By calling for their censure, their sanction, their expulsion. By calling for criminal charges to be filed against them. Same for the occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If they've done criminal acts, there should be criminal charges. And if if you're waiting for someone else to do it for you, then you're a negligent parent. You know, we don't blame the child for soiling the diapers. We blame the parent for not changing them. As much as, 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 much as I can blame the members of Congress for the soiled mess they have made in Washington, D.C., it's worse that the people refuse to change the diapers. So as we look at the mess that's been left, the toys scattered everywhere, the broken things, the 
peanut butter and jelly smeared into the carpet, the dirty diapers everywhere, the uh, things that are just broken and destroyed. As we are there staring at the focus of our discontent, I hope we will take some time to remember that part of the reason that they're there is what we didn't do to make to, to punish them. What we didn't do to elect somebody better. What we thought we were doing was loving and kind, and it turned out to be destructive. And I hope we learn that lesson while we still have a republic. By the way, I also hope you'll come back and join us here for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern. We're on America Out Loud Talk Radio Heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, don't fear. That's okay. We're available on podcast. All the episodes go to podcast generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen to your favorite podcast app or on the website. But I ask you to do me a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave the episode's ratings and reviews. Help other people find the Constitution study as well. If we want to fix this mess, we can't do it alone. We need groups of us to learn and then to work together. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But as always, share this information. Share the link. Share the story. Share the episodes. It's not how far you share but that you share that makes a difference. See, it's the act of sharing, whether it be large or small content, that actually shares the blessings of liberty.